0: yeah
1: yeah yeah you know what i'm doing how does it go
0: and it's like or wait no that's blues brothers
1: (laughs) i don't like the blues brothers
0: I like Carrie Fisher when she has the flamethrower or the bazooka. I like
1: I like Carrie Fisher. I like Aretha Franklin.
0: Aretha Franklin, Are- she's she's the shit, man.
1: Yeah. The rest of it, it's not for me.
0: But what about the acclaimed Blues Brothers two thousand?
1: <laughs> acclaimed Stacey, by who? According to Jim, it's acclaimed. So according to Jim. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I, I I guess is is Terminator Dark Fate
0: the the Blues Brothers two thousand of the series?
1: Uh, it sure seems like it, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, okay. Uh, I admit I'm excited for Linda Hamilton. This is we're talking about the Terminator Dark Fate trailer that just dropped today.
0: Aka of uh, uh, like a week ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, when we're recording this, it dropped today, and you know I see Linda Hamilton, and I'm I'm excited. I see Mackenzie Davis, despite that horrible bowl haircut they have on her.
0: Is I'm she excited. the is she the Terminator?
1: Yeah, she was in San Junipero. She was in Tully.
0: Wait, that's her from San Junipero. Sure is she's the little like repressed like sad little les
1: yeah corky or whatever her name was
0: they're all named corky they're all
1: named corky yeah <laughs>
0: inbound it's a very apparel. it's
1: a big lesbian name apparently
0: <laughs> what shall we name our gay ass daughter
1: corky, corky. <laughs> <laughs> she would be known as corky short for corkina <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, of the New England Corcuses.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Uh,
0: well, here's the thing. Well, I mean, by the time, by the time this episode is released, you know, they might have decided James Cameron maybe will have CGI'd in Linda Hamilton as Sonic the Hedgehog, and it will be a crossover with the Game of Thrones new season that's being done to redo the series to appease the fans. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, they they put Linda Hamilton in and it's like we all have no choice. It's like when I see Charlize Theron in an ad or Jessica Chastain and like it. I'm like, well, yeah, you got me. Now I'm not happy about this.
1: I won't enjoy it, but I'll still give you my money.
0: I will begrudgingly watch this film. I just, I just couldn't get excited. Uh, it looked like Linda Hamilton was just in the taking a back seat to the rest of the movie, which was like, okay, what? So it's uh, once again a T one thousand. Only this time, it's like black oil T one thousand. Yeah, uh, is not even cute. And then there's the new Terminator, and she looks cool. But I'm like, oh, their whole thing is like, oh, she's uh, more. Uh, indistinguishable from a human and everything. And she's the new lady Terminator. But I'm like, that was the summer clow in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which we Mm -hmm. all know I'm obsessed with. And I consider canon. (laughs)
1: So, <laughs> well it just it seemed too big and comic booky to me you know like it's when you still think so about CGI it's so CGI first of all James Cameron is not directing it he's producing it but he's not
0: no it says it. the return of producer James Cameron yeah, the return of
1: <laughs> producer James Cameron <laughs> yeah but the first two are like have crazy effects and stuff but they're also very like small scale you know yes
0: yeah yeah yeah, and lots of set pieces but it's still story based it's still yeah, driven it's by... not
1: two fucking boeing 737s crashing into each other in mid. like
0: a, like okay right. <laughs> yeah that was a lot <laughs> yeah did did they show arnold schwarzenegger in it because i did not they did Yeah, i don't think i was paying attention or maybe i turned it off to before they got to him so I was confused if he was even in it. Maybe I don't, I'm clearly not paying attention to anything this week.
1: <laughs> I don't know who he's supposed to be, but yeah, they show him. Very briefly, Wait. like they just open a door and he's
0: in it. So. Oh, and he's like, hello, I uh, jingle all the way.
1: Hello, dude, or whatever. No, that's the old hey,
0: twins.
1: <laughs> that's the <laughs> Olsen twins. Yeah. I'm out, I'm out of here, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> Yeah. Terminator 7, Rise of the Return of the Dark Fate. I need to see the Olsen twins. Both, like, <laughs> liquid metal Olsen twins.
1: Yeah. What if one of them's good and one of them's, like, one's the good Terminator and one's the evil liquid Terminator? Oh
0: my god. Sign me up. Make it a family affair. Put Elizabeth Olsen in it as, like, Sarah Connor's new, um, like, uh. as, as her younger her, um, May December romance. <laughs> and <laughs> And i will i will not leave the theater i will just stay and i will just keep purchasing tickets on my phone so i can yeah. stay and keep my residency for gay olsen twins terminator
1: i'm out of here dude <laughs> God, that'd be
0: but so no good. what do we what do we get instead we get cgi and james cameron keeps pretending to be making films even though he's just cranking out avatars and i'm like
1: what is up with, I, first of all, let me say, I never saw Avatar, surprise, surprise.
0: Oh, you haven't seen it?
1: Do you think, no.
0: Well, I don't know, Stacey, I don't know what you, what is and isn't above or beyond <laughs> your standards. I don't know if it's good enough that you'll watch it or bad enough that you'll watch it.
1: That's true. I just can't, like, no. I just, look at those aliens, no, absolutely They're not.
0: really dumb. Sigourney Weaver is great in it, but yeah, but, I mean, that goes without saying
1: yeah i just it's i don't think it's for me but it's like he's been working on avatar for 20 years like what is no one do people care nobody cares
0: and also like he's make like like what they're making like avatar 5 or something so like when they release the second one what if it just fails and then he still has like four more movies that nobody wants
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It'll probably be great. Like, as much as awful as he is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I think he's a pretty good filmmaker for what he makes.
0: Oh, he is, but Avatar is not good. Like,
1: okay, okay.
0: It, it. I mean, the best part is like Sigourney Weaver turns into a tree, and I'm guessing she's gonna come back <laughs> as a tree for the next ones. <laughs> and it'll be like a whole Pocahontas, um, uh... D- grandmother Willow crossover. And that's what I'm hoping for.
1: Uh, the colors like of the wind.
0: Yeah, Sigourney Weaver as a smoking tree singing Colors of the Wind while, like, Linda Hamilton fights Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it would be.
1: Uh, I mean, he gave us Vasquez, you know? He
0: I mean, did give us Vasquez. This is true.
1: So he kind of gets a pass from me. Yeah. But I'm not no. interested in Avatar. I'm just not interested. So I oh, will. And I want to be, to Terminator Dark Fate, I want to be excited about it. I'm absolutely not.
0: I have no, I'm just like, watching that trailer, and this coming from someone who can't wait for Rise of the Skywalkers, Rise of, Rise, the Skywalker, the Sky, Rise of Skywalker.
1: Wow.
0: (laughs) Whoever, whoever I am that is excited for next Star Wars movie with inconsiderate title, I, uh, I just was watching this trailer, I was like, can't we just let some things die? No, no, they can no. never. We will, we will keep bringing everything back as much as we possibly can until the millennials have canceled everything. Twenty years later,
1: I'm just surprised because did the last one do well? What
0: was I don't the think last it did. one? Wasn't there oh the one last one was the
1: Genesis
0: or yeah, yeah. But that was like a reboot that was like an alternate timeline retelling of the other ones, right? And they.
1: I don't know. I feel I like the last that. one I I feel like the last one I saw was Terminator 2. So
0: I I mean that should have been the last one.
1: After I, it, I was like no Linda Hamilton, no deal.
0: So. Yeah. I saw Terminator Salvation and that was a, an atrocity, but but I did have a thing for Sam Worthington and that's why I saw that and Avatar. <laughs> so.
1: Well, these things happen.
0: Yeah, you know? and then I put on my my nun's habit. I looked up to the sky after the movie, and I said, "I have doubts." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got doubts here. Hey, Meryl Streep, <laughs> I got doubts. <laughs> hey, Gino. So you know what I say to that? I say I reject this hypothesis. Um, to quote my favorite filmmaker, Quentin Tarantino.
1: <laughs> oh. That's new information.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just so mad at this guy. Um, Why? And that... Why? Oh, have you seen any of this, Stacey?
1: I've seen that his new movie is a masterpiece, and it got like a 10-minute standing ovation at Cannes.
0: And what doesn't get a 10-minute standing know, ovation at Cannes? Also, I always... Re- every time there's anything at Cannes, and even at TIFF, and even at... Pff, fucking backyard theater uh, margaritaville (laughs) there's always a everyone talks about a 10 minute standing ovation or or you show a horror movie and the whole audience puked and passed out (laughs) and had to go into therapy it's never true unless you guys are all you're one you're French and you're on cocaine there is no other explanation for why you would stand and clap at a theater screen for 10 minutes it doesn't happen (laughs) it doesn't happen anyway wow it has come to fruition stacy p that (laughs) that uh the movie came out whatever people saw it and then a a female critic in an interview with tarantino said okay so margot has apparently no dialogue in this
1: movie what
0: as sharon tate which is what we what any of us who were who have been guarded or cautious or, hey, Tarantino tried to kill Uma Thurman. Maybe we should reanalyze our enabling of him as a filmmaker. Uh, I think anybody in that boat has been like, well, at least Margot Robbie is playing Sharon Tate. I think we can all agree that all of us uh, femme and gay adjacent people love Sharon Tate and love Margot Robbie. So apparently margot robbie has like no dialogue in this movie the critic said like oh you have historically made um this is like when i was yelling at ty west in a movie theater you've made uh, historically you know you've written great parts for women and given them good roles um why did you cast margot robbie and not give her anything to do hmm. and he's he literally had a meltdown and started it off with responding with i reject your hypothesis <laughs> oh boy 'Cause being an auteur filmmaker means you don't have to um actually respond to uh women who have questions.
1: No, you're beyond reproach.
0: Everything you do is gold. And uh here's the thing, I can't I'm uh, I can't watch a movie where Margot Robbie doesn't say anything and then the rest of the movie is just Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio sweating.
1: No. I mean I mean I- honestly, my distaste for leonardo dicaprio and brad pitt is enough to make me not see it even if margot robbie had a great part i'd be like, yeah I just...
0: exactly and is leonardo dicaprio an old baby he looks like an old <laughs> swollen baby and i'm so <laughs> sick of his old baby face yeah
1: i agree so old i guess the,
0: the movies have me down man between Aww. terminator bad title and Margot Robbie and movie that should not happen. Ugh. Jeez. So I, so I needed a I needed a pep of life to really shake me out of this funk, and I I think we found just we the found
1: solution. a pep and a half.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a it's a pep of skip and a big old bump of cocaine. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh
1: boy! Oh boy! uh yeah
0: daisy do you remember where you were when you first saw the acclaimed 1982 spanish masterpiece pieces
1: i was on a couch
0: oh well that's not as exciting as what i anticipated
1: (laughs) well no i mean you know uh no it was at my home on a couch Okay. Some, years, some years back it wasn't like an event kind of showing it was just i'd read a lot about it i got a copy of the vhs and i uh, watched it and had the time of my life <laughs> 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 so yeah patrick you... swayze
0: was there jennifer gray was there you all were dancing
1: <laughs> we were dancing yeah we went down to the dock and danced on the dock it was incredible Oh, so. I love that.
0: Nobody put yeah, any babies yeah. in corners.
1: No, absolutely not. So,
0: <laughs> Not at this screening of pieces. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you have a memorable first viewing?
0: Oh, we had a, there was a 35 millimeter print of it came to the movie theater. Uh, this was about like five years ago. And I had never seen it. All I knew is it was like a chainsaw adjacent slasher sort of Jolli film and i was a little bit drunk which was i think the ideal state to take in this film yeah uh sometimes it's kind of hard with other movies you know because you have to pay attention to the plot or the characters or the dialogue yeah um this movie is immune to that <laughs> so
1: right yeah
0: seeing this movie with an audience full of people who had who either were in love with it or had no idea what they were about to be assaulted with Yeah, it was life changing and getting to watch it again for this just like tickles. It's just tickles upon tickles of glee. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah, I did get to see it with a crowd. I saw it the first time when I lived in L.A. And then then there was a screening there and I went to that and it it was a hoot. It was just my first time was just a quiet affair. Okay, (laughs) second time was raucous. So. Don't think that I'm, like, a loser who doesn't get to see <laughs> movies on the big screen and have a good time like you at the Hollywood Theater. <laughs>
0: well, and I'm not trying to judge. I'm just saying, this movie is life-changing. It's a um, movie
1: that is absolutely a good crowd movie. Um, it's a great one to ha- if you, like, are having a Halloween party or something, like throw on pieces it's a great time i
0: have just like i ask myself this every time i think of it is pieces the greatest movie ever made because <laughs> <Like, laughs> it's pretty close up there yeah it's kind of
1: unbelievable it's uh,
0: nothing about it first off nothing about this movie makes any sense no no whatsoever
1: no And there's so many bizarre touches that you just are like, wait, what? Did that just happen? Did that person just say that? Does this mean that this happened? What? And it's just such a delight. And it's just kind of a testament to the movie that I can be so charmed and absolutely delighted and won over and everything by a movie that is nothing more than women in various states of undress getting chopped up with a chainsaw right like
0: this movie should be offensive in multiple sequences it, sh- it
1: should be offensive and it's just not and i just think that that's uh that really speaks to the fact that we have to treat things on an individual basis and context matters hold, and, up. hold and up and peace <laughs> and and media of all sorts needs to be kind of uh, analyzed and talked about and looked at for what it is on its own rather than just a blanket statement of like "Wow, well, Pieces is misogynist
0: Stacey I want you to know that they're listening to us and at any moment we could be canceled.
1: <laughs> We're gonna get know. hashtag canceled over this, but I I don't
0: said... know I don't know what you're what why you're playing fast and loose with our well being, <laughs> 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 talking about talking about nuance and about um, uh, applying critical theory and thought to individual instances of things rather than sweeping arguments against everything ever.
1: Yeah, uh... Uh,
0: it makes me a little unsettled and uncomfortable. I. I feel like, oh, oh! I, I need to. I don't... I'm
1: turning in my SJW badge, I guess. When it comes to pieces, <laughs> I absolutely
0: agree with you.
1: Yeah, it's, this... you can't just say. Well, it's just like people who don't watch horror movies do that same thing all the time. Of like, all horror movies are X. They're all bad. They're all misogynist. They're all this and that. You know, they're and all how misogynist. Many... They're
0: all about dominating women. They're all about yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's like, how many times have you had to have that argument with somebody? And then it's just strange to me then, and an anomaly, that a movie that literally is all of those things isn't all of those things.
0: It's shocking, and and I, it makes me ask so many questions like, oh, you think the filmmakers are in on the joke, and then right. you don't? And then you do, and then I don't know if this is a satire. I don't know if this is sincere. It's kind of somewhere in between. <laughs>
1: hmm
0: And that's, I mean, the in-between area, that gray area is my favorite place to be. I think that's where the best work happens, uh, because it really makes you think. And I'm not saying, I mean, i now I feel like I'm reading way too much in this movie, because I don't think any <laughs> yeah. of this is built into it.
1: <laughs> no, there was a moment where I was like, because as I was watching it, I was like, my God, like, no men get killed, I mean, until the very end. It's all women getting killed. It's all women that are naked, in their underwear, in vulnerable positions. They die these horrible deaths. Uh, It's all, like, because of someone's harpy shrew abusive mother.
0: Yeah, their evil bitch mom. The
1: evil bitch mother. All of this happens, and then there was a shot of the killer walking across a room, and he was in shadow, Cause you can't see him so he's all black and the way he's holding his chainsaw in the shadow it's right in front of his crotch so his silhouette is like he's got the erect penis and i thought uh... i thought huh it's and then i decided like no that's just happenstance i don't think that <laughs> <Yeah, I don't... laughs> this isn't slumber party massacre you know what i mean yeah, Where no that it's purpose. not
0: I mean, I would love that if that was the case, but yeah, it doesn't, It. I don't think uh, this J.P. Simon, Juan Piquet Simón, who directed this film, I don't, I don't think there was any consideration like that. I just think they accidentally made a masterpiece.
1: <laughs> yeah, he also <laughs> and, made the masterpiece and it called Slugs from 1988. Yeah, so. Slugs is
0: great and disgusting.
1: Yeah, yep. So
0: and I I just love it turns out his movies. I this guy has cracked the code into how to how to chainsaw right into my heart. Uh with <laughs> yeah. with everything that I would never want you to 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 serve to me, I will happily take it from him. Like it's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, cuz if you I mean if you tried to sell me on this movie and just said that it's like, well, it's really explicit violence, and it's just you know, women with no names, like no dialogue most of the time. They just get hacked up with a chainsaw.
0: Yeah, they get to they take off all their clothes. A dude pops up and chainsaws them. Yeah,
1: a dude who hates his mother chainsaws them while they're yeah, like a, naked. who
0: hates his mother and who is constantly trying to go back to his his youth trauma moment by rebuilding the bloody puzzle of a naked woman that his mom his bitch shrew mom screamed at him over yeah causing him to de- decapitate her and chop her up <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: and like if you told me all that i would say no thank you
0: but then on if the i surf- said but then if i said hold on stacy it's also a kung fu movie it's also a giallo it's also a slasher film and it's also about an undercover <laughs> <sighs> An undercover police officer who is a former tennis pro going undercover as a tennis pro. Uh, and her name I'm... is Mary Riggs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's just so much about this movie that I love it's crazy it's just like a list uh, of moments and scenes and odd touches that i just am absolutely in love with
0: sitting down and watching this film we we, you know the first time i saw it in the theater everyone's hooting hollering it's it's like it's like uh when they show the audience for stab in scream 2 like everyone is bonkers um I see that opening scene. I see the killing of the mom. I'm like, yeah, I've I've seen this in every other, you know, shitty uh, Italian slasher movie from that era. I've, we all know how this works out. Then we go to the campus and we get... To- <laughs> We get that first sequence of the girl (laughs) skateboarding around. She doesn't even know how to use her skateboard. She's waving at everybody. They're waving back at her. And then all of a sudden, the classic moving truck that carries a giant pane of glass, in this case, a mirror, out in front of her. And she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. It explodes through the mirror. (laughs) The next scene, she's totally fine. (laughs) Laying in the grass, reading a book, and then she gets her head shades off. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, just in the middle of the campus. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's just, it's, it doesn't make any, it plays by its own rules. And you're either on board with those rules or you're in for a bad time.
0: You are going to be in for a very bad time, but it's, it's so, it's so good. It's it's, supersedes all of its badness. (laughs) The, yeah. <laughs> the, i mean a cut to a, a scene later after the the insane random mirror explosion that served no purpose and <laughs> and we get the classic line that set me up for the fact that i was going to love this movie if if the roller the the skateboarding into a mirror didn't do it it was this scene with these youths in the college because we're supposed to believe this is a college campus filled with students <laughs> and one of them just says the most beautiful thing in the world is smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed at the same time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the reason she says that is because uh, they've just installed a waterbed in the training room
0: on yeah, campus,
1: the- which, why? <laughs> Why does a training room need a waterbed? It makes no sense. And it's like they do that just so that they can have that line, and then later someone can get killed on the waterbed.
0: And yet it's not her. It should have been. And she doesn't show up in the rest of the movie. Yeah. It it should have been. Instead, It it was
1: Sylvia Costa, the intrepid Boston Globe reporter who is on campus to crack this story wide open, and bitch shows up and uh starts asking questions and she's wearing a hot pink ruffled blouse with a powder blue leather jacket over it which is often what I wear when I'm doing my writing
0: you do i've seen it
1: uh, yeah uh and unfortunately she dies i was yeah. hoping she would win all the pulitzers first
0: yeah but... no she didn't she she didn't even win like a regional uh <laughs> yeah. A regional
1: good job T-body.
0: award, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The regional, you won the regional good job award. Here's your yeah. gold star, Sylvia Costa. Yeah.
1: No, instead said said she gets stabbed on the waterbed, and at one point it's clearly a rubber knife.
0: Yeah, but which it's a great set piece. Make no mistake, it is. Yeah, it's just, it's just we need waterbed queen one. How can you introduce that character in that line and not bring her back? This movie doesn't give a fuck. Waterbed Queen, she's going to go off. She's going to start a chain franchise, do whatever she wants. Meanwhile, Sylvia Costa gets brutally murdered in the waterbed. It's a great scene. Okay. 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 It's good. Um... (laughs) Now, as I was saying, Stacey, before uh, the internet cruelly restarted and Velvet Planner 50 hacked him and <laughs> destroyed my sound capabilities, forcing me to move to a different microphone.
1: She's a rascal, that Velvet Planner. She really does know how to use an online computer.
0: She learned so much from that, like, uh, community engagement class for senior citizens.
1: <laughs> Her learning annex class. Yeah, from the
0: learning annex. Absolutely. <laughs> as I was saying... Was it just me, or was Sylvia Costa like vaguely based on, at least visually, on um, Daria Nickelodeon and Deep Red? Because I felt like she had the hair, she had like kind of the fluffy little blouses.
1: Uh, I'll allow it. It Thank is now. You. Ca- it is now canon.
0: I enter it into evidence as yeah. canon. <laughs> yeah, and I'm grateful that's, for it. That's fine with me. Silvia yeah. Costa, she's just one of many extremely memorable characters in this <laughs> yeah. movie full of unmemorable characters.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like if they try to set up some mystery. You know, someone is killing young women on this college campus.
0: Oh, yeah. Who What's this movie about? Yeah.
1: Who could it be? Someone's <laughs> murdering women on this campus in horrible ways with a chainsaw. Who could it be? Is it the unmarried uh living with his mother turns out he's a homosexual anatomy professor
0: (laughs) the campus closet queen as they call it
1: the (laughs) campus closet queen is it him (laughs) Is it the gardener, the oversized gardener who uh, wears black gloves just like the killer, and he's got a chainsaw and he's always scowling and he seems really mysterious? It could be him.
0: And his entire role is um, very extreme, like squinting eye
1: acting. Yes. (laughs)
0: Like the whole, I don't know if he was trying to do a Mr. T thing or just trying to get his eyebrow to raise for like two (laughs) minutes on end and they just kept the take. But every scene is him, like, trying to open or close one or the other eye as he stares at people. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's very intimidating. Uh, or is it Kendall, the nerdy male lead, who is somehow also the campus Casanova? How
0: how How is Greg Brady in, <laughs> entrusted by the regional detectives with solving this murder?
1: Yeah, it just this guy, this this student is a suspect at first, uh, and then they just decide he's not a suspect any longer. And then they just make him an honorary cop, basically, and yeah. he's just along for the ride and doing detective work and everything. But you never know he could still be the killer,
0: so. but they they don't they might as well give him a junior detective's badge,
1: yeah, 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 for sure.
0: He gets his little he gets his little foil star to wear on his shirt. Like he, yeah. I do not understand anything about how the police work in this film. In in what we are told is New England,
1: it's <laughs> Boston. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's for the first sure. This is New England, after all. They <laughs> have to say <laughs> just to remind us that in fact the movie we've been watching for two hours is in New England
1: yeah yeah the police just don't know what they're doing
0: uh, they don't
1: They do not so... do much
0: <laughs> no they just show up and, and talk with this, the dean about how they, they yeah they shouldn't announce that a killer is haunting this campus well, just like in every other college campus horror film you never want to let this information out
1: no don't tell anyone and that's don't... why I was hoping Sylvia Costa would break it open but she, you know she doesn't she was gonna get on the case man she, she got was. the scoop
0: But no, that fell victim to a waterbed like so many of us (laughs) in our interior design choices in the 1980s. (laughs) I love a waterbed, but you can't really sleep in one, can you?
1: I I mean, it's in the the therapy room, so I don't know what they're doing. I guess you're not supposed to
0: sleep on it. Yeah, you're just supposed to is it like a their version of a foam roller you just lay on it and swish
1: (laughs) like what does that do it makes no sense it makes no sense so they send the undercover police woman mary riggs
0: mary riggs
1: tennis pro turned police officer undercover (laughs) as a tennis pro coach
0: Who is very upset that the detective tells Kendall that she is going undercover and breaking her cover for her, uh, even though it seems to be public knowledge to the press and everyone else that she also is a
1: police officer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She she gets a little too close with Kendall. Like, they just start hanging out, practically dating. He clearly has a crush on her. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just spend all their time together, and she's a terrible cop. Like...
0: She is an atrocity
1: <laughs> she's a terrible cop.
0: She is a perfect queen, but she's an atrocious cop,
1: yeah. the cops are all atrocious. And I will but I will say, you know, the lieutenant played by Christopher George, I love Christopher George. And Mary uh-huh. Riggs is, of course, Linda Day George. They mm-hmm. are the f- the first couple of B grade at best horror movies, and also I just did uh, mortuary. Him. Mortuary. They did Day of the yeah. Animals together. He was in Grizzly. They were in. Uh, you know what I learned was that um, he because he was in Graduation Day and Vanna White was also in Graduation Day in a very, very small part. Vanna White was his niece. What? Which must be why she was cast in that movie. Yes.
0: Wait, so you're saying that Mary Riggs is, is uh, um, Vanna White's aunt by marriage? Yes oh my god it's all coming full circle (laughs) yeah so i just
1: i love both of them and they don't make them they certainly don't make them like christopher george anymore
0: yeah Um, and this was like a year before he died i think
1: yeah he died really young so yeah i just love them so i love that they're in this movie together even though they're both (laughs) completely inept cops (laughs) and a lot of young women die because they're so inept
0: because they're terrible because Because they're they're like oh this guy was found at the scene (laughs) it was supposed to be the last person this girl who has just been murdered in a pool was going to see let's invite him back to come solve the case (laughs) because clearly he's not a suspect
1: yeah here's a pile of body parts next to a bloody chainsaw could that be the weapon (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's elementary.
1: (laughs) And yet, they never take anything into evidence except for the bodies. Like, they don't take the fucking chainsaw. How many chainsaws are there on this campus?
0: (laughs) Just leave it around, just in case he needs it later. Just leave it. You know
1: what? Like, there's a blood. (laughs) Like, even when Sylvia Costa is investigating, she opens a door and there's a bloody chainsaw on the shelf. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs)
0: Listen, clearly, the groundskeepers, you know, this, this film, there is an underlying message about um, unionizing and about empowering workers. And clearly that had not been put into place. Otherwise, the gardener would have cleaned up the bloody chainsaws here and there, Stacy, I don't know why you hate the, the proletariat.
1: Because <laughs> I'm in the
0: 1%. You are. You're the most famous 1% podcaster next to Tommy Lauren.
1: <laughs> That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, like, they just are bad at their jobs. But I do like that Christopher George calls the killer creepy at one point. It's just That's so, cute. like, not. I and mean, he's like, ah, this guy's creepy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I guess is a word you would apply for someone that keeps uh, mutilating and um, uh, severing all the body parts of women.
1: Yeah, and taking some of those body parts. I guess I just expect my cops to be a little more, I don't know. Uh, good at their jobs, hopefully.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Stacey, all cops are bastards, and you're now canceled again. <laughs> <It's true.
1: laughs> I was thinking of SVU. I was thinking of Olivia Benson, and I was thinking, would Olivia Benson ever call someone creepy? She might, actually.
0: She probably so, would, but... But she
1: would also catch them a lot more quickly.
0: She would catch Sorry. them, and she'd be a fucking badass, and she'd be like, guess what? My mom's Mariska Hargitay, you dick. <laughs> Wait, I am Mariska Hargitay. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I am her my mom's... own mom.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm my own mother. That's how feminist she
0: is. <laughs> she is her own mother. She is that feminist.
1: <laughs> yeah. Her mom's Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield, yeah, yeah. Do you know
0: she was in the car with her? Isn't that so sad?
1: That's horrible.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, wow. Uh, I love Mariska Hargitay. Uh, <laughs> the only way this movie could be better is if Mariska Hargitay was in it.
1: Yeah, if she was, if they actually did have two undercover women, uh, uh, two female police officers.
0: Instead of this guy just being like, okay, I'm going to entrust Greg Brady to solve this crime, okay. and I'm going to send our undercover tennis pro to date him <laughs> so that they can <laughs> like, solve the, the, the crime plan? together. <laughs>
1: what is the plan here? It just doesn't make any sense. And honestly, bless it, you know.
0: And by the time you're like, okay, this movie is is clearly so off its rocker, nothing makes a lick of sense. All of a sudden we get Mary Riggs just walking down the campus in in the dark of night and a a guy who looks is dressed like Bruce Lee jumps out and starts attacking her with kung fu. Yeah. She she kicks him in the balls. He falls over, like just immediately passes out and face plants. Save ten seconds for the camera operator to say, "Okay, go!" And then Kendall rides out on his motorcycle and rescues her and goes, "Oh, it's my kung fu professor." <laughs> yeah. what is happening in this film why are there kung fu professors why does no one work at the college why is there a waterbed why is there a waterbed
1: in the training room why did the kung fu see that's the thing all of this misogyny the i mean granted it was 1982 and not that racism was okay but there were more uh acceptable levels Like, they weren't, they're not acceptable, but do you know what I mean? Like, our media had, especially with Asian characters.
0: Oh, are you referring to the scene where the Kung Fu professor says that he blacked out when he attacked her and it must have been bad chop suey, Stacey?
1: Yeah. And then when he leaves, he says, he says, so wrong!
0: Oh my god! And then hops away. Oh my And then god. hops away.
1: So, movies would just have these things
0: in them at the time. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Soul Man came out after this film. Like... Yeah,
1: so did uh 16 Candles, right? It was the one with oh. Duck Dong. Do you know oh what I mean? God. Like, you just had these blatantly racist characters, and it's like everybody was just kind of okay with it i guess yeah <laughs> you know i mean it's just crazy it's,
0: it's just they were crazy. they were so coked out in this yeah. era that nobody nobody had the time to think it better and yeah all they could see was the white the yeah. light of the bump in front of him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <But that's laughs> so it's that, that kung fu scene, sorry, is out of nowhere, but it's because the Dick Randall who produced this was also working on a Kung Fu movie starring his name is Bruce Lee, and he's a Bruce Lee impersonator. And he was making a movie at the same time starring him, so he was like, Ah, fuck it, put him in pieces. So that's why it makes no sense and it's It's just- a
0: crossover? It's a crossover, yeah. I was wondering what the hell, I mean, but that's the thing is, I, I, one, I love that they made a crossover to a completely unrelated movie. Yeah. <laughs> Two, I can't wait and I hope to God to one day stumble on another movie where a tennis pro played by Linda Day-George just shows up. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I just got back from the station. <laughs> 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 where I train, but on a waterbed. But, I, But at the same time, as a, I I mean, yes, I was offended watching that sequence, but when you throw it in with everything else in this movie that is so blatantly offensive uh, and yet somehow just works because it's so cuckoo, banana, psychotic, insane, off its rocker crazy. Yeah. You just can't help but be like, you know what? I'm impressed that you just even got to this point.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what I mean, is that like in this movie that is like wall to wall you know misogyny I guess to have a sequence like that you would what I'm saying is you would think that no one would ever want to watch this movie Uh, yes you know it's it's, you'd think it was like song of the south or something just never to be seen by human eyes again (laughs) and yet here we are like i love pieces yeah
0: it should be forever canceled entombed next to the ark of the covenant in the giant warehouse uh and yet it is it just brings so much joy to me because i mean it is such a product time it's so bonkers uh and it there is definitely a charisma to the, the just no fucks given of this film.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. This movie gives no fucks.
0: That it's just... You just can't help but be like, she wasn't born right and I love her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's either lock her away in the attic.
0: Yeah, put her in the red room. embrace
1: her. Yeah, put yeah. her in the red room or embrace her. You know, I don't know. I have a strange... I... I Maybe it's that I'm not 20, but the idea of uh, art and media and everything like being forever locked away and no one can see it again and blah, 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 like really bothers me. Oh, like, no, this even if it's reprehensible, I feel like it should be up to the
0: viewer. To Absolutely. Sure. When I was, when, when <laughs> I went <laughs> to, to make their poorly informed decision, when, Yeah. when I, when I, when I was, uh, I took my show over to Dartmouth and I did a, I did a show down there and, uh i was blown away because they they were like oh have you seen the hovey murals or have you heard about them i was like what are are you talking about they take me down into this basement where they have essentially a drinking game uh drinking song creation myth um and it's it's the story of how dartmouth was founded and how Elizar wheelock the founder of dartmouth uh was able to to purchase the land from the local tribe by trading fifty gallons of New England rum for uh, and and some squaws. <laughs> Mm. Uh, and it, this is all enacted on the walls in like Norman Rockwell paintings, uh, like illustration style, and it's just like so trashy, so so racist, so, so...
1: Parks and Rec.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally the Parks and Rec murals, one hundred percent. Those Parks and Rec murals, like that same level of cartooniness and like American pastoral illustration, um, and and it's just so silly and stupid and awful and wrong. Uh, but it was amazed working with some of the students. And hearing from them talk about it because they were like, we need to destroy these. They have to be removed. They can't exist anymore. And it's like, wait, this is evidence of how bad your past is. And this should, you need reminders. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm from, like, don't erase it because it makes you uncomfortable. Like, you keep it and you keep that so you remember how uncomfortable it makes you and how wrong it is.
1: Right, we can't pretend that these things didn't happen, you know? I understand when it's, like, children's entertainment. When I think about some of the shit that was in, like, Looney Tunes when I was a kid, some of the stuff I saw,
0: it's like,
1: holy fuck. And, like, I get it if you're gonna, if it's, like, still a Saturday morning cartoon or whatever and you're gonna edit it out, I understand. Uh, If something is going to be empowering to these horrible people... I mm-hmm. get it, but i I still don't feel like things need to be destroyed and just never see the light of day again,
0: no, because I think I mean that's the same kind of fundamentalism that in in the fact of destroying it, you're actually whitewashing the story,
1: yeah it's this it's essentially like a Texas you know history textbook that's like uh the workers came over from africa because they wanted a better life and
0: they they actually (laughs) some of them had
1: beds oh my god you know what i mean like you can't pretend that it wasn't horrible and we shouldn't pretend
0: and getting rid of that history kind of is is you're basically saying oh no look we were always equitable and we were always not racist right uh, so, yeah, it's yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, pieces like I mean, are there way more problematic things? Absolutely.
1: Oh, for sure. For but, sure.
0: But this I don't know. yeah, something about this just works because it shouldn't.
1: <laughs> it shouldn't. But it's just I think it's just because it's so bizarre that it's you can't help but laugh and be charmed by it because yeah. it just plays by its own rules. And anything can happen at any time
0: and does
1: it does that ending that makes i talked about it on an episode earlier
0: you brought it up on one dark night um talking about that toothbrush and the jump scare the 80s jump scare final frame and you brought that up and i was like stacy what are you talking about the corpse doesn't get up at the end of pieces i would remember that (laughs) (laughs) turns out drunkles was drunk (laughs) and didn't remember it what the fuck is that ending
1: (laughs) (laughs) it makes no sense like it's not what happens at the end of pieces is not possible
0: I rewound By our it
1: known laws of science, and oh
0: physics. no, you show this scene to Neil deGrasse Tyson, his head will explode,
1: yeah, it's scanners style,
0: yeah, 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 <laughs> he, he just exploded. and his head explodes <laughs> everywhere, yeah, as Michael Ironside runs covertly down a hallway <laughs> i I rewound it three times, I had to i I was like expecting it to make some sense each time. I was like, maybe I missed a frame. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's no! someone I I'm not expect. Maybe it's a different character. No, I it just, uh, I I mean it defies all logic.
0: It it broke us.
1: <laughs> it did. Well, the whole idea is that this the killer is you know he when he was a child he was putting together a nudie jigsaw puzzle. His bitch shrew frigid mother flips out <laughs> and is like get this pornography out of my house and all I'm this gonna is- throw away all your toys pack it yeah. up yeah and so he chops her up and then he comes back 40 years later and he's chopping up women and also he's putting his puzzle together again and he's also trying to <laughs> put together a body it's his mother because he still has her shoes so basically every time he cuts up a young woman he takes a piece of her body and he's assembling like his mother again I guess that's, yes. the, best, that's the best we can do right
0: yes not unlike the made for TV HBO horror film Resurrection in which the killer is assembling um, a corpse of Jesus but from body parts to remake Jesus again
1: yeah Yeah, sure. Yeah, just like that. (laughs) it's like that. So at the end, uh, you know, they're in the killer's office and looking for evidence. And the stitched together body falls out of a closet or whatever. Okay, fine. It's a jump scare. With
0: like the shoddy makeup of the stitching. (laughs) Shoddy makeup of the stitching. It's like gray purple makeup.
1: (laughs) Yeah, everything. Like all the limbs are stitched together. She falls out. Okay, fine. We think that's the end. It's not the end. Lo and behold. Lo and behold, they cover her up with a sheet. Our hero, Kendall, goes to pick up his jacket, which is on the floor next to the body that's under a sheet. He bends over, and a hand comes up from under the sheet. The corpse grabs his balls, his junk, (laughs) scratches him so hard through his jeans on his crotch. And he goes, "Ah!" and it freeze frames. And that's the end of the movie.
0: (laughs) As he screams with his bloody crotch being grabbed by the jigsaw corpse. It can't (laughs) happen. How did the body come back to life? How did he create a Frankenstein in the process? Yeah, we don't know. See, that's the thing. It's like Friday the 13th.
1: Sure, it's a dream. Friday the 13th Part 3, okay, I guess it's a dream. Most of these things are dream sequences, right? Or just a cheap jump scare, like at the end of One Dark Night where the corpse falls over for a last minute scare. Okay, fine. Yeah, Yeah, maybe it was... (laughs) Once again, in its own universe, with its own laws of physics, and, you know, metaphysics.
0: Pieces follows its own rules.
1: Pieces has its own rules about the laws of, you know human existence and life and death (laughs) and what those things mean because i love it
0: i love it i love it it makes no sense they don't give a shit and it's awesome (laughs) i can't again we've talked about
1: drunk screenwriting before like in house of haunted hill and i'm like how freeing to write something like that. Because I'm always like, no, this doesn't make sense. But how does this character get over there? And why would this happen? And I need motivations for everything. And I get so wrapped up in the logic of it. Man, and pieces is just like,
0: do whatever the fuck you want. You gotta free your mind, Stacey. You can't be a slave to the point A to point B. You gotta think outside know. the linear box, man. You gotta just I let guess. that corpse get up and grab some Greg Brady's junk. I got to transcend
1: everything I know.
0: Yeah, you got to free your mind and the uh, the corpse jigsaw will follow. I love it.
1: I love it. Are we going to talk about, uh, I know what you wanted to talk about.
0: What did I want to talk about? Cuz you
1: messaged you're like, I guess we really are the gay lords of D.
0: <laughs> oh, now you're narking on me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Stacy, I did send you a message that I immediately regretted the second I hit send, where I I said, "Well, I guess we really are the gay lords of D" after uh that unexpected full frontal sequence from Greg Brady in pieces. Yeah, he gets it all out. <laughs> what was? I was so surprised because, I mean, there, I mean, and maybe that kind of helps me navigate the misogyny of the film itself, where it's like there's naked woman, naked woman, naked woman. Um, well, I mean, being brutally murdered, uh, which is important to clarify with the presentation of naked women in this film. But then we have the the post-love sequence where he's leaving, it, he's getting up out of bed, post-love scene. They could just cut away, but instead we get full-on everything from this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he goes to look out the window to see that Mary Riggs is walking herself home at night and he should probably go help her instead of stay with his date who he just had sex with. <laughs> yeah. It was very unexpected. And I for the time and it for is. the for the genre, I was really surprised to see that... It's always Frank on... Ex- it's, it's always Peter Brady.
1: When
0: the... <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? The
1: twig and berries are always a surprise.
0: Yeah, I was very... I, I felt, you know... I felt the filmmaker winking back at me.
1: Well, you see, that's the thing about this movie, too. It's like the sequence I mentioned with the silhouette with the erect penis it's the gay professor that was surprisingly i don't know well handled but like surprisingly okay yeah it's when the dean is like oh he's gay and i don't care and he seems to have more of a problem with it than i do like okay that's a statement and,
0: and even as he's saying it though he's like clearly saying it so that they'll cast suspicion onto the professor onto professor brown instead of him Right. Because spoiler alert, the Dean yes. is crazy chainsaw killer. Yes. So he's, he's laying it on with this detective that, oh no, it's the crazy homosexual who I don't have a problem with him being gay, but he does.
1: Right. Uh,
0: he's tr- But it's, it turns out it's actually that guy is the one doing it. So the, even they call him the campus closet queen. They're kind of weird with this character throughout the film. Um but ultimately, there's no judgment passed on his queerness.
1: No. Uh, it's no. the
0: other characters passing judgment on him for it or using it to their own ends.
1: Using a presumed judgment
0: yes 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 but the film itself for there's not like no. there, there's never a look at oh here oh look he's wearing women's panties or oh look he you know there's no embarrassing right. moment he's for not him.
1: a he's not a pervert he's not yeah. you know any of that but so like that and then even the stupid ending the stupid jump scare ending you end with like this amalgamation this abomination of all <laughs> of these murdered women coming up and like castrating the campus Casanova at the last Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then you start to think like, does it I mean none of it means anything, but I love reading <laughs> into shit, especially when that shit ain't there. So
0: That's the thing though. Is I'm like, is this racist, misogynist, coked out pile of shit? <laughs> yeah. Is this a feminist reclamation? Right? <laughs> that is satire. Yeah.
1: Does that last two seconds? Uh, you know, turn it all do, around.
0: Yeah, does the inclusion of the last two seconds of Professor Brown as a sort of not judged homosexual, of Greg Bre- Brady's peen, does all, does th- do those three things...
1: And the silhouette, and the silhouette. And the
0: silhouette.
1: Of the killer, yeah.
0: And the sheer awesomeness of Mary Riggs, who can achieve nothing and gets drugged.
1: Can... And Sylvia Costa. And Sylvia, Sylvia, Costa. Sylvia
0: Costa, who is on the case, Does that make this, this brilliant satire? Or did they just (laughs) accidentally throw everything into a blender and it just worked out in their favor because it's so trashy?
1: That's probably the case. Like, it's just happenstance. And probably, I mean, how many people are reading into that last shot?
0: But you make a great- I mean, that totally went over my head because I was so like, what the fuck is happening? This makes no sense. Right. But it suddenly makes sense if you read it under those uh, parameters.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my God, Stacy this movie is genius. <laughs> I've, I've changed my tune. <laughs> this racist pile of misogynist bullshit is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it needs to be in queer horror. You it need does. To it. Well, I had, I did have that thought when I was first watching it, and they showed peen. I was like, should I should put this in queer horror?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's got a gay character, right? So
0: yeah, it's got a gay character. It's got a dick. <laughs>
1: hey, what more do you need?
0: It's queer. Yep. It's got Mary Riggs.
1: Got She's Mary an Riggs. icon
0: for all of yeah. us.
1: Oh, for God's sakes, yeah. I mean, I mean,
0: she's no Olivia McKenna, but but she's is? nobody, honestly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't seen Pieces, come on, like it's. I feel like
0: it's kind of known, right? It's people I, are aware I, I of I this I feel film. like
1: most people have seen it at this point. It,
0: if you haven't seen it, you've absolutely seen the YouTube clip of Linda Day George screaming "bastards" thrice oh, on God. high. <laughs> beautiful it's just it's so quotable it's so bizarre it's so funny it's so fun uh it's a giant piece of trash and it trash has never looked better
1: yeah it's a great party movie like it is it's quotable it's funny it's got great gore effects like crazy gore effects um That's the thing, like, treating it like a, just a straight-up slasher movie, it's strange that there are so many, like, stalking sequences, you know, that you would think would work, but there's just zero tension in this movie. No, it's, I mean, you
0: like, a few episodes ago, you even referenced the elevator scene, which is, like, there's no, it's literally just, he steps in the elevator, she she sees the chainsaw and he chops her up (laughs)
1: like they put well like they're waiting for the elevator and she's like oh hi and because he's got the chainsaw hidden behind his back and then he steps into the elevator afterwards and it's clear that like he couldn't do it and keep the chainsaw hidden yeah and then she's like oh what's that and he just has the chainsaw and she's like (laughs) oh no and then he starts it up and just calmly like it's just it doesn't yeah
0: it's like if you consider that build up, or if you consider skateboarding into a mirror and then laying on a on a a, 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 a pad of grass before getting your head chopped off randomly, <laughs> build up, then it has it has build up. Um, it it doesn't. It has build up in that it has scenes. it does have scenes (laughs) it has sequences and scenes yeah there there was a camera there might have been a script
1: (laughs) but there's so much the killer does so much lurking do you know what i mean and it should be tense but it's just there's absolutely no tension
0: yeah and very much it's very much in that in that uh, oeuvre of like slasher slash jalo with the black gloves and like the the grabbing of the weapons and the yeah. lurking, but it doesn't. It's not used to any purpose. No, no. <laughs> it's just now you're gonna die on a waterbed. Now yep. you're dead.
1: Yep, and you're dead. <laughs> it's, and uh, I love it. It's it's a treat. It's a real treat. It's a good yeah. time.
0: You're you're right on with party movie. Like I I love my first experience was oh, just unforgettable. Watching it again for this, absolutely still love this movie. But I was like, you know, I I really think the best place to watch this movie in the best way is like you need a bunch of friends over. You need to have some drinks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, turn it into a drinking game anytime. Nothing makes sense. I mean, everyone would... alcohol poisoning yeah, instantly. You'll be,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
0: don't do that. Actually, I can't endorse that because you will die. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's it's just so ideal for for just invite your friends over, give them a trigger warning, just say everything. Right. And then and then yeah. watch the hell out of it. Yes. Oh, I love pieces.
1: I love pieces.
0: What a time to be alive. Indeed. <laughs> so Stacey, I got a question for you. Yeah. Do we got a listener question?
1: Oh, dip, you tricked me.
0: It's a question within a question, sort of, not really. Yeah, yeah, it's metaphysics, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yes, we do.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I bet you are. Why? Why would I...
1: Well, this question comes to us from Hamthony Hudson, <laughs> who honestly... It sounds a bit like a Dollar Tree Blasey Blonder. I'm not gonna lie.
0: It really is a sad knockoff. <laughs> I have to... Whoever wrote in this question under that name, uh, that is a sad, tired knockoff <laughs> of Stacy's brilliance. And wow, you should only be so lucky to have anything to do with this show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah brilliant this is absolutely the word that we're looking for uh and listeners if you think we don't have questions from actual people anymore we do we just also like we're really antsy to ask our own questions and couldn't think of a way to just like have an episode so <laughs> not that e. hudson and blasey blonder aren't real people uh wait
0: Are you suggesting that we could just do an episode on these topics instead of writing questions as our mirror (laughs) selves?
1: Yeah, I don't know why we make it so complicated.
0: (laughs) I love that we're trying to create Inception on our own podcast so that we can talk about something we want to address. Yeah,
1: we can do anything we want. (laughs) That didn't even cross my mind. It did not even cross my mind, honestly. (laughs)
0: Here I thought I was getting one over on you.
1: (laughs) Well, I literally was like, man, I have a question. I wish I could ask it. I wish it was something we could talk about. Here's a topic for our show that I would love to talk about. Where
0: I decide what I talk about. (laughs) Where I decide what I talk about, but I don't know
1: how to even talk about it. Look, man, we are slaves to the system. We're slaves. See, we got to get on board with the pieces reality where we do whatever we want. We don't have to like cover a movie every time if we want to cover a topic. Like we can do whatever we want on this show.
0: You're right. Why are we letting all these jerks hold us down? (laughs) Meaning us. Yeah, aren't yeah. <laughs> the people in the mirror who tell us what to do? I tell ourselves. Yeah.
1: Why is Mirror golem Stacy, telling me what to do and that I'm also <laughs> bad at it? Like <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Cuz so... she's really cool. <laughs>
1: yeah she's awesome Uh, so here we listeners 35 here we are 35 episodes in and just learning that we are allowed to do whatever we want on our own show
0: it turns out we have autonomy I'm so shocked (laughs) we have agency oh my god it's my favorite word and I never even thought to apply it to us
1: see wow we've been to gay lords of darkness but we've never been to agency (laughs) That was terrible. Oh well, they can't all be gems.
0: Yeah. I thought you were going to say we've never been to We. Oh
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Oh, well, uh, well the, but it's true, and yeah. For the first like fifteen minutes of the show, we always talk about whatever we want, but then for the real, but then we're like, but then we must address the
0: film that we
1: watched for the blah blah blah. Like, no, we can do whatever we okay. want.
0: It's okay to talk about whatever we want as long as it has nothing to do with the show. But if we want to talk about something yeah. that actually has to do with the show, that's anathema, and we have to trick like, ourselves is, by creating oh alternate.
1: What is wrong with us? We're dumbasses, man. <laughs> Well, I mean, last week we did spend five seconds wondering if our Twitter handle should be Velvet Planner. So I guess we're not like
0: that. Just makes us cool and relevant.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: and like, timely. Uh,
1: we're I don't know. We're not the uh, we're not the Gaylords' brain trust, I guess.
0: <laughs> no, but if anyone wants to take over that position. <laughs> Feel yeah. free to email us at gaylords okay. at gaylordsofdarkness.com. Yeah.
1: So anyway, Anthony Hudson wrote in. Oh, God. And asked, what are your top five horror sequences from the last decade?
0: Okay, see, I think that's a great question, but now I hate myself. But I do think it's a great <laughs> question.
1: It is a great question. Don't hate yourself. Hate both of us. For yeah. uh, just being dum-dums, you know?
0: Yeah, for this rigid structure we've imposed.
1: See? It's just like what I said. Like, I need to find the freedom in writing whatever I want to write rather than worrying about things making sense.
0: We're replicating the same violence we're speaking out against. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Man. Wow. <laughs> we, we need to be locked
1: away in the attic.
0: I think chances are we probably already are. Yeah, and we just didn't even realize it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, it is a great question and it was kind of difficult for me to think of answers.
0: It was I have a lot of favorites from the last 10 years especially because really? I mean, we've I mean, we've talked about it. Horror was a kind of a wasteland for a while and and then we got, you know, some fun movies with this teen slasher era and then that turned to shit and then it was a wasteland again. Um yeah, and the la- I don't know the last like ten years I've had some some movies that I really, really love come out yeah, uh I guess I was just not...
1: thinking like amazing sequences that have really stuck with me, that was kind of hard, even if I like a oh, movie, yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't know,
0: yeah, that's true, that's true. There's just so many scenes that like just get me, and I just remember them, you know, I just love them. Mm. uh. And it was, it was kind of hard paring down because there's just so many moments that just make me so happy. And some of them, some of mine, I'm like, is that really a sequence or is that just a shot that I loved? We'll leave that up to... That's we'll, fine. No, we'll leave it up to no one because we're just jury and executioner, it turns out.
1: That's right. Do whatever yeah. you want, man. Yeah. We're the Gay Lords of Darkness. Like, we're not, we don't have sponsors. (laughs) We're not one of those podcasts that gets paid. We're not one of those podcasts that is a part of a bigger network or a bigger website or anything. We are just the DIY bad news fucking bears bullshit (laughs) podcast which is great but that just means we have the freedom we don't have corporate overlords who are like don't talk i mean does anybody have that but i just mean we're not beholden to anyone but our own selves
0: not yet i'm still working on our mattress uh (laughs) (laughs) our mattress code I, mean, I just want one of those toothbrushes and one of those mattresses.
1: Key code Deborah Hill for your ten percent <laughs> off at stamps dot com.
0: It makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. But uh, I just mean like, you know, we need to on vogue, as you say, and free our minds.
0: Thank you. I will on vogue my way through the rest of this podcast, I think. All right. I'm gonna commit to it. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna commit by starting with my list. Do it! Do you have an ascending or descending? I was going to go, or what's the one? What's like David Letterman style? I'll do that.
1: (laughs) Wow. I just have them written down.
0: Stace, look at you breaking free from the matrix. Good for you. Okay. So, uh, so my top five horror sequences, I, I guess, I mean, I have some honorable mentions. I'll get to those later. Oh, for sure. Basically, I just want to talk about movies I love. So my number five... So we have the top five horror sequences. Uh, my number five... It's not really a horror sequence, but The Dance of the Black Swan in Black Swan, that just hmm. that just gets me moving. I ah. love it. It's masterful filmmaking. Uh, it, it's so compelling, and it's so nice to see Natalie Portman just do a total 180 into mm-hmm. a completely different take on that character and her physicality. I love it. Plus, yeah. you know contractually we're obligated to talk about ballet at least at one point in every single episode yes um which is fascinating because as an art form i really am not a a huge fan of dance like i don't seek it out
1: (laughs) no and yet
0: put it in a movie uh
1: there yeah there's a dance sequence in pieces which is also it's like dance slash aerobics
0: (laughs) how did we forget the amazing dance sequence in pieces yeah. I love a jazzercise sequence in an '80s feature. Yeah
1: I, yeah, I love it when they're they're like dancing and then they just do some aerobics moves because it's 1982. And oh my god, the two art forms meld together: jazzercise, you know, anyway.
0: <laughs> S- slasher, giallo, undercover cop film, <laughs> yeah, and jazzercise film. They, it's okay. That's my top five right there. <laughs> it's just that it's that it's death spa it's uh a aerobicide killer
1: workout slash killer workout
0: yeah. um the linnea quigley workout it's it's just those nothing else i hate everything
1: else sla- and slash dance don't forget slash dance starring americana of Televisions glow
0: slash dance also um the... i just said
1: telemission thank you for Te- not noticing
0: i no comment i <laughs> I need more jazzercise sequences in all films. And yeah. uh, also the Drew Barrymore jazzercise videotape on SNL from like yeah. years ago. Yeah. So good. Kristen Wiig in those hips. Oh my God. Okay. My number four <laughs> horror sequence, uh, the entire ending, the the, bla- the Sabbath and the witch. I I know we just talked about it, but that nothing has ever made me happier than that final sequence. I mm. love it. So much. Um, number three, I've got a movie you haven't seen, uh, The Final Girls, mm, which is I so... i that. Oh, it's so close to my heart, and I can't say anything without spoiling this for you, but there is the Betty Davis Eyes sequence. Um, the classic Kim Carnes anthem, Betty Davis Eyes, is put to amazing use. Actually twice in the movie, but in the end sequence... Uh, Malin Ackerman performs Betty Davis' eyes, and I weep, I am moved, I am inspired. It sells the whole movie and brings it all home for me, and it makes me so happy. I love, love, love The Final Girls so much. Uh, My number two, also reaching our quota again, Suspiria Man, Olga's Destruction. Mm. That sequence, I was just sitting with my mouth agape in the theater for like three minutes after yeah I, I i could not believe what i was watching i was horrified i was also like compelled uh the choreography the the grotesque the the fluids the pee the blood the spit all of it it was just i don't know anybody that says Suspiria is not like really a horror movie has clearly was not paying attention to that sequence because it is truly horrifying and also says so much about the impact of dance on the body as a little allegorical moment i love it (laughs) and then is this ultimately my number one i put it as my number one on the list i'm sure it's gonna shift just because it's new and it's something that i instantly fell in love with the second i saw it but in us the good vibrations and fuck the police sequence (laughs) (laughs) And yes, I did just say police When they go to Elizabeth Moss's house And you get suddenly that whole moment With um, Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker And the Cartwheel Twins And then they're tethered coming to kill them And then the family showing up and taking those out I I just thought it was so well made And I love it, I love it, I love it And the use of those songs was exquisite I love us, everyone else can go to hell (laughs) (laughs) Wow Yeah Wow If anybody says, how did they feed the rabbits to me ever again? (laughs) Where'd they get all those
1: jumpsuits?
0: Where'd they get their scissors and their their ergonomic gloves? (laughs) (laughs) All I can say is, did you see the cartwheel twins? (laughs) Interesting. So that's my list. My honorable mentions, uh... Obviously, the Lords of Salem trigger sequence that activates the witch in every woman, um, and then just because it grossed me the hell out, and it was like one of the few times I really could not watch, and I had to—I I literally had like two pillows covering my eyes—was the wrist and hand and handcuff sequence in Gerald's Game, mm. uh, because that was fucking disgusting.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. that was really gross. The de-gloving.
0: Oh, it was so. Oh, oh.
1: that was, nasty. That was a pretty good movie. So,
0: honorable mention, but it grossed me out so much that I can't put it on my list.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, our lists are different.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to hear. I was worried that we would have uh, some overlap, at least with Suspiria.
1: Well, I'm not saying there's no overlap, but our oh, lists well, are I, different. I, I mean, I, I guess I did failure. literally say that, but I also meant there's some overlap, but our lists are different.
0: But that's good because we're varied. We are we are uh, queens of many tastes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that your list has a bunch of stuff that makes you feel good.
0: My honestly it's just the stuff that made me so happy because like cinematically it was something I couldn't believe I was watching, I guess. Yeah. Or like I was really compelled by the artistry or the the sequences. It's it's particularly all moments with women doing amazing things. Yeah, <laughs> <And> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how I interpreted my own question that I answered incorrectly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you didn't answer it incorrectly. Inter- no, I just think that's an interesting insight into uh, you, I guess. Oh, thanks. Well, just, you, like, th- like, you know, we've talked about stuff with downer endings or whatever, and I just feel like you like more things that make you happier.
0: Yeah, I like, yes, I like the celebratory, I like stuff the celebratory things.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I mean, I like those things also, but sometimes I just like, uh, even if it's a downer or whatever. So I tried to think of scenes that affected me, I oh, guess, God. whether they were good or bad.
0: Oh, whether you liked them or not. Well, No,
1: I like them all. I love all these sequences, but I just mean, in, I mean, good or bad in terms of like uplifting or did it leave me with a good feeling or did it just affect me or, you know, really evoke something in me?
0: I it got gotcha. you. Whereas mine it just got- made me happy. These, these like, rat- these they me. could have rattled you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm so excited.
1: Maybe. Some of them are just fun. Anyway, I don't know. This is not necessarily, my number one is my number one. I'll get to my number one. But uh, otherwise, I don't think there's an order. I just wrote shit I'm down. hearing
0: a lot of, I'm hearing a lot of swift boating happening right
1: now. <laughs> Flip flopping.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so one is uh, from Drag Me to Hell. <gasps> I love the scene in the car in the parking garage.
0: (laughs) Is that when she, her mouth goes over (laughs) her?
1: Yeah, when she first gets attacked. (laughs) And she's like, hits her in the head with the stapler. And like, she's gumming her. It's just so bonkers and horrifying in a fun way. And I just love that movie so much. It's Um, great. It was a real shot in the ass when it came out. You know what I mean? Like, we were in... That was some dude bro time. It was 2009. That was, you know, some dude bro time. Or the good stuff was downer shit, like French extremity. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So for something to be, like, well-made and gross out and kind of scary at times, but also just, like, a fun, fun house ride, we didn't have a lot of that. And Also...
0: Like, Sam Raimi made, like, those three Spider-Man movies, and then this was, like, he was, like, full-on Evil Dead again.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just, like, that movie, I knew when there was, like, the opening sequence, when they're, like, at the, with the seance or whatever, when they're trying to help the sun, and then shit goes crazy, blah, 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 and then the title is just, like, drag me to hell, like, the, the font fills up the screen, the title just fills the screen... And it's loud and it's just you know you're in for a good time. I love that movie
0: a lot. Oh yeah.
1: It's a good movie. It's fun.
0: Mm-hmm. It's-
1: a 10 year anniversary. 10 year anniversary. So I just think about that car sequence and it's like no holds barred. <laughs> when,
0: when she thinks she's gone and then she stands up and she's got that giant like cement brick. around <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And she's got the staples in her forehead and just like it's so much fun.
0: Sylvia Ganesh is a perfect queen <laughs> yeah
1: I love that movie
0: Yeah that's great
1: love it uh so next a movie you weren't wild about from what I understand but the bear scene in annihilation oh that was a
0: great sequence
1: that really really got under my skin uh it I don't think I've seen the movie a couple times since the first time I saw it and it doesn't It's not as effective on rewatches, but I saw it in the theater. It was really loud. The sound design is incredible. And that sequence was so intense and just really bothered me a lot. Like it
0: really disturbed me. What was it about it that really got to you? Was it like their voices? It was the the
1: voice. It was this like thinking their friend is like, you know, the friend's not going to be okay. It's classic like Blair Witch of like when Josh is yelling from somewhere oh man and it's probably not actually josh but he's luring you in and so all these women are tied up and then they hear their friend screaming and when it comes in it's this monstrosity that has murdered their friend and is mimicking the voice and it just sounded so it was just a creepy sound and it coming out of this it just really unnerved me a lot Mm. it's kind of like the ruins at least in the book.
0: It is. Yeah, yeah, cuz in the they just what? In the they just laugh at them and make cell phone sounds in the movie.
1: Yeah. And they I they they, they do that in the in the book. I love that book. The movie's not that yeah. great, but the book is fucking fantastic. Um so it's that kind of thing of like mimicking and being scary and it just really unnerved me a lot.
0: It's it's no Jennifer Jason Lee saying the title and exploding. Well,
1: of course not. But
0: But it was pretty good, yeah.
1: It's great. Love it. Uh, What else? Um, Well, uh, another one you haven't seen. Uh, We Are What We Are. Mm. Uh, There's a dinner scene towards the end of the film that is very. I I don't know. I've had other friends who have watched that and been like, it was okay. I didn't. So I think people's mileage is going to vary with that film. I was on board. I was in it to win it, and I just think the whole thing is really, really intense. Like, it it has a tension, like, a, it's not scary, but it's got that tension like a Ty West movie to me.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Of just, like, I'm, I'm tense, and I don't really know why, but there's this undercurrent of dread that is so strong.
0: Mm.
1: And it's like that, and there's a dinner sequence where it all kind of comes to a head, and you don't know what's going to happen. And it just... Oh, God. I was, like, losing my mind.
0: So. Is it gross? No. Oh, Oh. okay. Well, I'll watch it.
1: I know. When I say there's a dinner scene in a cannibal movie, you're like... I know. I'm like, <laughs> it's is it really like, gross? Is it really gross? But it's not. It's just, it's intense as fuck. The acting in that movie is so good. It's such a good movie.
0: I need to see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. So that one. Then, I don't know what number that is. Three, maybe? Um, yeah. I also have written down the lore.
0: <gasps>
1: but it's kind of every time i was like well i love this part i love this part and then i was like it's kind of just the lore." <laughs> like there's so many scenes in that movie that i love i love the big musical number in the shopping in the store that they do oh shopping. with the
0: yeah when oh my god it's so good
1: i love the like few bloody violent scenes i love those i love the punk sequence is my favorite um oh
0: with king Tri- with triton or whatever I, li-
1: I like the no the one with the two girls where they're like all done up oh like, with
0: like, the shoulder pads and the giant hair
1: yeah that's like my favorite song for sure in the movie
0: and, yeah, and like by favorite. the end
1: everybody's in love with them and it's all weird writhing sexy bodies and stuff i love that
0: oh that's my favorite part after the i feel love opening yeah I- god it's so good
1: Yes, I love that sequence with, like, the people in the kitchen, dan- like, doing their little dance moves and shit. Like, I just- oh my gosh, as
0: they, like, shimmy by. <laughs> yeah,
1: I love that movie. So it's kind of, like, that's kind of a cheat because there's a bunch of sequences from that movie.
0: Well, and that's the thing about the lore is it I'm, it's not really a movie as much as it is yeah just a chain of amazing sequences
1: right yeah it's kind of uh, it's like the corpse body's puzzle in pieces it's just a bunch of shit stitched together
0: (laughs) and it's perfect
1: (laughs) and it's perfect
0: it's perfect and And she's a perfect feminist queen yeah yeah
1: Yeah. my junk so yeah
0: that's so funny because i i um kept putting the lure on my list and i kept taking it off because i couldn't decide on which part and then i was like i feel love isn't horror right <laughs> like, yeah none like of the really
1: background. except for the violent stuff like the stuff i talked about isn't horror at all but they're just so great
0: yeah i consider it a horror movie even though it's not really um yeah yeah it's so, if oh my god everyone needs to see the lure it's so good
1: yeah um what affected me this was kind of a tie was hereditary first of all the car scene through the following morning
0: that was on my list and then i took it off because it bothered me so so much
1: (laughs) yeah i mean that see that's the thing it's like this is stuff that has stuck with me and really affected me not necessarily in a good way (laughs) yeah but like that really upset me a lot
0: that was, for me, that was just like Olga's destruction, where I, but maybe even more unexpected, because I knew that that, I knew the Olga scene was going to happen, because I read about it in advance. Yeah. Um, but with Hereditary, I mean, we've talked about this. Yeah. No one knew that was going to happen, and I was shocked. Mm-hmm.
1: Just that pure shock. It's so powerful. Like, it's such a powerful sequence, the whole thing the build up in the car ride where she can't get any air and just oh my
0: god it's already terrible just the second you see them chopping up nuts and putting them into the cake batter mhm like and it's just terrible 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 what the fuck oh my god
1: yeah what <laughs> yeah and then tony collette hits you with a performance that should have won every oscar from here until humanity is destroyed
0: man i didn't see it it was just fine
1: <laughs> so yeah that one and my absolute number one of course is from susperia but uh it kind of adjacent to yours but just the volk sequence
0: oh the yeah. Volk yeah performance
1: just i sometimes i just watch that like six minute sequence i don't know yep. what it like i can break it down a little bit but ultimately like i haven't really been that affected by any Part of a movie, like it's just it got me, man. It just got. me. That was your
0: stintel syndrome.
1: Yeah, it, that really got me, and it still gets me, even if I'm just listening to the soundtrack or whatever. But that was that's like my number one sequence for a long time to come. I think. Yeah,
0: I mean that's I mean that's my number one movie for the of the decade. Like,
1: it's, oh yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, impossible to surpass *Suspiria*. Yeah, yes. I yeah I. When I settled on ogil's Destruction, it literally took me forever because I couldn't even, it was sort of like the lure, like I, I couldn't even begin to consider between that or folk or the ending or even just the beginning. I love the editing of the opening sequence with the Suspiriorum song mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, it, it's so hard to choose. Yeah. But Folk is, like, great. I, folk yeah. is just,
1: like, it's a, it's a religious performance to me. Like, it just, I can't really explain, like, like I said, I could break it down, but just the visceral reaction I have to that sequence just really is unexplainable. And I guess well, I'll have to be fine with that.
0: And it is literally a ritual. It's a so ritual, it, and it's it working It is on a me. religious performance. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It actually is.
1: It just transcends the screen for me somehow, you know, but... I guess everybody has to have a religious awakening at some point in their life, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, that was mine. For interest. some,
0: it's, you know uh Jesus.
1: <laughs> What's his name?
0: So yeah who's dudes. that guy i forgot his name
1: you know it's or like others, it's... what was it paul on horseback when he's struck blind by the glory of god or whatever that's me it's like oh dakota johnson slapping the floor in a red string outfit who knew
0: <laughs> who that's knew? all it takes it's
1: all it takes apparently so there you oh, go
0: god it's perfect
1: it's so perfect i love this <laughs>
0: that's my favorite
1: (laughs) we haven't really talked about it in a while and i just hope people didn't think that we uh have forgotten it
0: no and people like to remind us too oh you forgot to mention the suspiria and no we're always thinking about it all the time
1: i really i honestly am so
0: well and especially now that i saw um a a lovely mark fortin who wrote the final girls uh, and from the Queer Wolf podcast sent me a little Insta story or a little Insta post of a folk ticket that one of the the choreographer for Suspiria has.
1: That's crazy.
0: And I was like, I must attain this. I must attain this. And I must attain the cross stitch in Susie's mom's house. And I must attain the painting of Blanc and Marcos that Tilda's boyfriend made.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just, These are my
0: horcruxes. I just
1: <laughs> love that they made tickets.
0: I know. And I think about that all the time i just think is it on ebay now how long until i can purchase these items <laughs> it could be that's all you i think about
1: you never know i have do you have anything i have one thing from a movie that's actually from a movie
0: like a prop like a, a yeah. cer- does it come with a certificate of authenticity wait can you share what it is or will we be narking on you
1: I yeah, you can share. It's funny. It's pretty funny. Um, I have what is it? I have from Carol. Um, there's if the scene where they meet in the toy store, at the beginning when Carol comes into the toy store and Therese is behind the counter, there's a sign, a standee sign behind Therese that says "Mommy's Baby," and (laughs) I have that. (laughs) <laughs> that
0: is funny it's funny <laughs> And it says so much about you, Stacy, and why we uh all follow you so devotedly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that this is the one thing I have. I just love that it's such a sly thing to have in the background. Like to the whole like age gap between the two women and the undercurrent of like mommy issues in the movie that aren't explicitly stated, but they're there.
0: Oh, so God, I just goodness.
1: love that that thing is like such a wink and a nod and I just love that it's featured very prominently in the film and it's on on my shelf
0: that's amazing I so love this about you <laughs> <laughs> here I'm like it I'm like what would Stacey have is it something from like some like a horror movie. Right, Is the a knife
1: from whatever horror movie, blah, blah, blah. Like no. Yeah. And uh, then there's so it's just weird that there's a sign in my living room that says Mommy's baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It's not weird. It's not weird. No one would I know about you. The second you said Carol, I was just like, yep. yep. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm all in.
1: Of course. I
0: I own nothing from any film, but I did almost purchase when I was <laughs> When I was a little bit younger, I almost bought one of Charlize Theron's outfits from Eon because <laughs> I, really, I wanted it, and then I was like, oh, I could be so close to Charlize. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could put it on a pillow.
0: I could put it on a pillow and sleep with Charlie. <laughs> yeah, That's creepy.
1: Yeah. I would so, buy something from Suspiria if they're like, if I could. You know what I mean? Like, if I could. Oh, it truly
0: it. is, Michael. I know she's, I mean, I doubt Tilda's never going to part with that painting of, or Luca, whoever has it, of Blanc and Marcos, but like that, or the cross stitch. Oh my God, I would the die. cross stitch, yeah. You
1: can make I mean, that even a
0: cross stitch. Stacy, why would I want to go and do a thing like that? <laughs> you could learn how to cross stitch and make one. Stacy, you know you listen to me trying to set up my mic for two hours before we record it. <laughs> That's true. How am I gonna make a cross stitch? <laughs> Although I feel like if you have mommy's baby, you also need a mother cross stitch. I next really
1: week. do. And then everybody who comes over will be like, "Um, <laughs> someone's got mommy's." Oh, and you're a lesbian. You say very interesting. <laughs> interesting (laughs) yeah but those things aren't really related I mean yeah they're both from like gay movies but but I mean it's like a totally different I don't have mommy issues it's just it's just a thing I have on my wall
0: if you enjoyed today's episode please (laughs) rate and review us on iTunes
1: yeah you have a question you can send it to us uh, gaylords yep. at Gaylordsofdarkness.com is email, Facebook slash uh, Gaylords of Darkness, or Twitter, Gaylords of D. <laughs> <laughs> but we love we love questions, and from now on, our own questions will just be episodes, maybe,
0: or yeah, not. maybe, we'll maybe, or maybe. We'll, we'll do. Whatever do whatever
1: uh, want.
0: We're gonna do whatever the tethereds tell us to do.
1: I might be mommy's baby, but I'm also my own baby. No. <laughs> wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative.
0: I know, right? Uh. I don't know.